What up, everyone? This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. We know how it is at this point. We've been talking about it. With HelloFresh, you get pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Here's what HelloFresh does. They cut out the sucky part of cooking. And I love cooking. I Cooking is like literally one of my favorite activities. When I'm not working, driving cars, or talking about cars, I'm cooking meals that take a really long time, but even that, which is one of my favorite recreational activities, has sucky parts, like trying to decide what to eat, what to make, and then buying ingredients at the store that might not come in the appropriately measured quantity, so you have to either buy way more than you need of something or buy multiple packages of something to, to, to make the recipe that you need. HelloFresh solves this, right? They offer 50 menu and market items each week, including ready-to-eat salads, sandwiches, and soups, but also make-from-scratch items. There's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity and you just choose what you want. They send the packages to your door each week, right? Contact free. And and basically, everything you need to cook that meal is right there in that bag, pre-measured, okay? And you get a really easy chart, uh, recipe chart. You can just kind of glance at it real quickly to make this stuff pre-measured, pre-portioned, so there's really no food waste. It's great. It doesn't take up a lot of room in your fridge. Super flexible. You can always change your plan uh, whenever you want. It was so good. Hannah and I kept doing it uh, after our free uh, ad read <laughs> food uh, ran out. We just we kept it going. The food was great, and it inspired me to cook things I wouldn't have thought to cook in my normal repertoire. It opened my horizons for cooking. You can, too. Go to HelloFresh.com slash smoking tire 14 and use code smoking tire 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping right hellofresh.com smoking tire 14 and code smoking tire 14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping woo hellofresh is america's number one meal kit for a reason it's delicious i like it a lot Speaking of things I like a lot, J.B. Weld. J.B. Weld is one of those things. Not only is it the world's strongest bond, it's so good at its job, it's like a verb, right? Like you can, it's not just like I'm going to fix this using J.B. Weld. It's I'm going to J.B. Weld it like Google. Like it's a, it's a verb. You, you J.B. Weld it to fix it. That's how you know something is like really good and efficient at its job when it's so the standard that you can verb it up. It's amazing. Whether it's DIY projects, automotive repairs, plumbing, marines, or marines. I wouldn't fix a marine <laughs> with JB Weld. There's probably an asterisk on the bo- a box not to use it on a marine. But marine applications like your boat, uh, projects big and small at home in your garage, use JB Weld. In fact, JB Weld products can be used on practically anything. Metal, wood, plastics, glass, ceramics, and more. Not marines. Not, not humans. Not humans. When so I was in high is- school, I uh, cracked the Jeep bumper cover on our Jeep, mm-hmm. and it was hanging off. And uh, my dad used JB Weld to reseal it, and 15 years later, it was still still, there. still holding strong. Yep. Yep. You can keep some JB Weld in the toolbox. Keep it in your kitchen drawer. Keep it in the back of your truck. 
Speaking of trucks, JB Weld acquired Herculiner, the original DIY truck bed liner. So if you're looking for the world's strongest truck bed liner, Herculiner has you covered there as well. Go be your strongest self. Use JB Weld, the world's strongest bond. JB Weld epoxy products are made proudly in the USA and available at jbweld.com, Walmart, Amazon, Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, Napa, O'Reilly, Michaels, and more. JB Weld. Just JB Weld it. That's the that's the tagline. Mm-hmm. JB Weld it. You know that like tagline? If you can't duck it, fuck it. If you can't JB Weld it, all hope is lost. <laughs> that's true. Because JB Weld can fix the things you can't duck. <laughs> Just about everything. <laughs> you know? uh, and of course, we're brought to you by NordVPN. Listen, privacy. Privacy. Privacy is good. Okay, and if you were going to say, take a poop in a public bathroom, right, you're probably going to close the stall door unless you're some kind of sick voyeur that wants someone to see into your toilet life. Now, think of your computer as your toilet life. In fact, depending on who you are, they might be one and the same. You don't (laughs) want people looking in there unless you really do. But mostly you probably don't. Right. Close that stall door with NordVPN. You can access content from over 59 countries by changing your virtual location. Geo restrictions no longer become an issue. Plus, if you're traveling and use unsecure airport or restaurant Wi-Fi, public Wi-Fi, that's your restroom. It's public Wi-Fi is where Data hackers steal your data. You get on that Wi-Fi, your computer's unsecured. They're just sitting there at the cafe looking good. Maybe they got a nice like jacket on. Maybe they're like winking at you. Maybe they're flirting. At the, it's not necessarily the 400-pound fat guy. They have good-looking hackers, too. I've seen those movies. That's how they steal your, your stuff. If you use NordVPN, that's how you keep your peace of mind while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. Now, VPNs in general have a reputation for slowing down inter- internet speed, but not with NordVPN. It is the world's fastest VPN, so you don't have to sacrifice internet speed for better security. Your internet traffic is rerouted through a secure encrypted tunnel, which protects your data and privacy. And you can also download NordVPN on up to six devices at once. Now, I know when I'm going to poop, I like to close the door. Some people might think differently, but I like to make sure that door is closed. Close the door when you poop on the internet as well. Go to nordvpn.com slash smoking tire or use code tire to get a two-year plan plus a bonus gift with a huge discount. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee if NordVPN is not for you, so there's no risk, but two-year plan plus a bonus gift with a huge discount at nordvpn.com slash smoking tire or code tire. And of course... Our friends, TCF, Tradecraft Farms, the official, you know, entertainment provider of the Smoking Tire Podcast. Whether it's uh, cannabinoids, uh, uh, CBD, pens, aerosols, uh, or just pure, delightful flowers, Tradecraft Farms has got you covered. If you are here in the promised land, California, where these types of things are available at retail outlets, Pick up some at their Tradecraft Farms official retail boutiques. If you're not in town, just give them a follow. Tradecraft underscore farms. Let them know I sent you over to the gram. And then think about it when you do come to town. We've got you 
covered at Tradecraft Farms, the official THC and CBD provider of the Smoking Tire podcast. Shows this week. Crew uh, show. Crew uh, show. And then I think we're going to run the Tory one because their show um, premieres okay. on the 4th. All right. So that would be. Okay. Yeah. On this episode of the podcast, Zach and I uh, talk about all the things we drove, which were plentiful. Zach attended the Grid Life uh, Festival in Colorado. Uh, I drove a whole bunch of other uh, things. I drove the Baja 911. I drove a cup car. Uh, I drove um, 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 a Ducati motorcycle. And uh, Zach and I break it down, and we answer your questions on this cruise show. It's the Smoking Tire Podcast. Is that a... A yeah. P eighteen hundred, yeah, but it's like it's also like a a, a Rambler. It's like part Rambler, and it's also like in the Simpsons. It's like if the Simpsons, if 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 Ned Flanders came home in a P eighteen hundred one day, it would look just like that. Yeah, it's what the where did that I, come from? I can't. I can't for the life of me remember the Instagram account. Someone hit me up. They're like, "Hey, this is what I do. I can I can knit whatever you want." Wow! And, I was and like, in that Whoa. in that color combination, you look like such an improv comic. I mean, you look like you were at the <laughs> West LA Comedy Theater on a Tuesday at like 11 p.m. All right, what's my occupation? Really working it out. I've been asking me to just throw throw something at you. <laughs> oh, hi everybody. Do we exist? It says we have no viewers. Does that mean we don't exist? Oh, there it is. There's some. I feel like we were just a little, little the mic was a little hot. Oh, was it? Mike was a little hot. Hi. No, it's cool. Hi. And I'm going to put a lower third for Balls. whoever made this because I can't yeah. remember their Instagram account right now. Yeah. But it's got that, uh, it's got that gym class gray, gray Heather happening. Mm -hmm. Shows all the sweat stains. It does. Yeah. It's a, it's on some people that color is just fucking fire. And on me, uh, I think most I look, people, I look gray. lumpy. Gray's not a color. Gray's gray is gray. <laughs> And I if you get sweaty, good. it's like spraying that stuff on a crime scene and all the blood shows. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what the name is? It's Luminol. I know what Luminol's called. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I've watched fucking Law and Order. Oh, you've watched a lot. That's right. I've watched a lot of Law and Order. Know. It's Luminol. It's did cool. you turn Did you turn me down and also my headphones? Or? I turned uh, both of us all right, down. I don't care about my headphones because it's just yeah. us. There's no but one else. We were, it looked like we were a little hot. We were alone. We were all by ourselves. No one was looking. And we were thinking of you. Uh, hey, everybody. Dimension. Zach and I have had a, uh, a real adrenaline spike and crash of a day. Mm -hmm. uh, now supplementing it at the late hour of 1.15 p.m. with uh, high-grade high THC and coffee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so much for sleep. Well, you know, this is what happens when you, draw, you get up at 6 a.m. and have a big coffee and then go spend, what, five hours in the Gunther Works, um, which is, you know, th ridiculously thrilling automobile but also just it it when you go drive it fast and then you have to go back into the city and spend time driving it slow it it goes from like making you go to making you go Bleh. yeah well the noise is the same whether you're going slow or fast true i think slow you hear more like little not creaks really but you just you got to pay a lot of attention to that car well when you've got like you know uh like race car clutch and mm -hmm. uh fly very light flywheel you know it's uh it's uh the same thing that makes cars engaging in a lot of ways can make them uh, tiring once you get past like hour five. Absolutely. And also like when you're filming, it's like climb in the car, climb out of the car, climb in the car, climb out of the car, climb in the car, climb out of the car. And we're not, that's just, we're not, it's not a complaint. It just is what it is. And so uh, we had to like really crank up the fucking caffeine. 
uh, for this one. So yeah. uh, if I get a little antsy in my pantsy, <laughs> get a little stressed, start yelling at we'll each start other. Start fucking yelling at people. <laughs> um, I yelled. At, I yelled at someone through an email last night. I yelled. The person that emailed, I'm not going to say who or what it was about, but the email, and Zach knows, an email came in in which a person admitted to doing a thing I thought they did, and I screamed in my house, that motherfucker, and my, I really scared my wife. She thought something really bad happened. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> bad had happened. Um, hello, after everybody. It's a good afternoon. Uh, we have, oh, shit. I was going to say we have a lot to talk about. I wrote it down, and then my fucking... Can you grab my office, mm -hmm. uh, my notebook from the office, please? They, we've driven a million things. Zach went to uh, Grid Life. He drove a million things. He rode in a million things. I uh, have driven, like, the most extreme... <laughs> in the last week, I've driven the, the 992 Cup car, and now this Gunther Works thing, which is like crazy air cooled, and then uh, 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 T.J. Russell's Baja 911, which is like the 911 trophy truck, and it's amazing, which is amazing. It was amazing. And look at this. I have a list. The list of things to talk about on the crew show today is like very lengthy, um, and uh, I don't even know what that is. I just wrote the word. I wrote the word monster. What do you think that's about? Didn't I have even, no clue. I don't know. I didn't even finish the thought. Energy drinks? No. No, I'm not really sure. Maybe that'll... Oh, the Ducati Monster. That makes way more downstairs. sense. Yeah, the Ducati Monster, if you want to get to motorcycles. Um, but I actually... We've been... Like, Zach and I spent all morning together uh, and, and avoided talking about grid life. So uh, Zach's on the keyboard. Are you are you ready to discuss grid life? Yeah. What what was it? It was uh, at Colorado, Pi Colorado, Pikes Peak, Pikes Peak International Raceway. They call it Alpine Horizon Festival. And how does Xbox feel about that? Very good question. I was at the Forza Lounge. Uh, no, I wasn't. The unofficial Forza Lounge. I was not. Um, grid life is so fucking fun. Yeah. That's all it is. It is it as fun as it was like four years ago? Yes. Oh, really? It absolutely was. It is, uh, someone said this very wisely, I don't want to drop their name, but um, it's what you wish SEMA was. Oh, well that's, yeah. It's, it's just like. Why don't you want to drop their name? They, do they because work they, for cause, SEMA? Because they sometimes work at SEMA. <laughs> so, uh, it, as, a, like, as a person, if you're just a participant, just like a, a viewer, you're going to get access to the drivers because they're just around. There's mm -hmm. no like paddock pass and there's general admission and there's VIP general admission like you go in the paddock and you can walk by the track and you can stand at the wall like you can basically get almost everywhere a media person can get it just might take a little longer but that's what's so fun about it like when you and I went there in 2015 we were hanging out with Vaughn and Chris and these people and like we kind of knew them but also random fans are just there also yeah, yeah. having beers with them or watching them drive or like chatting with them in the paddock it just feels Really relaxed. Uh, is PPIR the appropriately sized venue for like the camping and all that stuff? Because like that was what was good about uh, Gingerman, but like not great about Road Atlanta was like at Gingerman, like they made a camping city as opposed to Road Atlanta, where it was all so spread out that it was like really hard to like for it to feel. I think this is the right size. Um, the camping, I don't know how many people were camping compared to at Gingerman, but camping was all basically underneath the big bleachers. Like oh. VI, It was VIP camping if you want to be protected from the rain, which happened. It rained every day. Really? A, a little bit for like an hour. 
And then there's other camping just out like in this parking lot right here. But um, I'm looking at the overhead googly view. And you could walk from the paddock to the, you know, the campsite parking lots in like five minutes if uh-huh. there wasn't any line or security or anything like that. So it didn't feel too spread out. It was, it was a lot like Gingerman, which is good. Because I think the challenge with this event is there is so much to do or see genuinely like I was hanging out with the rally cross guy or the rally ready guys which had built a like one and a half mile rally stage course just up here um outside of the track on the grounds which is sick That's it was awesome. like it was a legit long course it was all up here this stuff. oh yeah there's some like dirt I see some like dirt roads yeah so oh the, yeah it looks like the there is gone. a rally stage there this is like an old photo because uh Dave who owns rally ready he cut a trail um but to, if you were there watching, like, I mean, who, who was out there? Bucky Lasik was out there. And then Von Gittin showed up with his Ultra 4 and was like, I'm just going to do some dirt testing. So he was just destroying, like, running up the track <laughs> hardcore in that thing. And then if you wanted to walk back in to watch the guys drift, like, you had to go through the security lines again. And that and, and that took a bit of time. So there's just a lot to see. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to, to pick which one you want to um, which one you want to choose for the next couple hours. But it's just so fun. I just... It's, I think it's just everyone's out there having a good time, driving hard, fucking night drifting. There's night drifting with lasers happening. It's what kind of lasers? Like it's a, like a laser show, and because like on so the cars. Much, no, no, the lasers. The cars are all lit up with you know their various LED companies now. Right. Um, but they have lasers from the far wall shooting across the entire track, and oh. because there's so much tire smoke in the air, it just uh, yeah. they light up a lot. It just like, it just play, adds play to Floyd? the pump and Is the. It all- they should like, be playing Pink Floyd, but you yeah. wouldn't be able to hear any of it. Dude, it's it, it's just such a good time. Um, that sounds like fun. It is fun. It's fun. And there's there's the funny split. There's people like you and I and most of the drivers who are like in their 30s, late 20s, and they're like, all right, we're going to drive. We're going to have some beers afterwards with our friends and da, da, da. And then you have like the Send It crew who are 20, and they came for the concert, and they barely know the cars are going to be there. And they're just like... So many different colors of hair, you know, clothing. <laughs> I always thought that was a like fun crossover. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It's Who funny. Performed anyone like I would have heard of? Uh, Lupe Fiasco performed. Oh, really? Which is good. Yeah, he oh. performed on Friday, and then That's, they had. Seems like, that seems like an expensive get, right? I get. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he costs. Um, yeah. Flostradamus, who's an EDM artist, I'm not familiar with, but apparently pretty popular. And then the Suicide Boys. Um, uh, Saturday was the Suicide Boys and Young Gravy. Do you know who Young Gravy is? Should I? He got famous on TikTok for his song "Oops, Baby," and um, well, to each their own. Is it a good song? Mm. <laughs> you know, the, here's what I'll say. Young gravy. When I went to like, wait, what is what happened that resulted in the oops? Just it's like the, the, I think like, the, the storyline is that he had sex with another man's girl uh-huh. and didn't know. Oops, oh. baby. Oh, so it's Fuck like a Joe modern the like coop, baby. Like it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah, it's exactly like that. It wasn't me. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the crowd. The <laughs> Did crowd. You caught me on camera. <laughs> it was so fun. I was talking to like some twenty-two-year-old or whatever in the parking lot, and he's asking about the GTR, and I'm trying to explain the press car system to him. Mind but he's blown. a couple in at that point, and he doesn't really understand. But mind blown for sure. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, there's all these cars drifting. I'm here to watch that. And he just looked back at the track. He's like, oh. Like he didn't, he wasn't there for that. He didn't know he was it there was. for you know Suicide Boys, and he was so stoked about it. So it's a funny mash. Of yeah, the group. that I like when that I liked that corner at Gingerman where those those people would lie sit on the banking of that grass there. Yes, and like pretty much absorb motorsport for like the first time. 
Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of that, and especially because at night, on Friday night, there's the concerts happening while everyone is drifting. Yeah, like, it's like over Vaughn, Chelsea, and all the other people that are like privateers just doing for fun are all just coming in so hot, dark track, other than their headlights and a few lights around. And I asked, I asked Dio Shahar, he was there drifting a Falcon car. I was like, is it harder? I don't know why he said this, and I thought it was an interesting question because it's so obvious, but I was like, is it harder to drift at night? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see anything. <laughs> you can't see anything during the day either, so that's why I think it's kind of a reasonable question. <laughs> totally no. Like, yeah, he's like, you can't see the markings on the ground. They're not lit up. I'm like, that's a good point. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was real fun. Is so that, it does seem hard. Drifting, drifting. at nighttime, yeah. it's looked really hard. But in fairness, like to me, like drifting, tandem drifting in a big cloud of smoke in the fucking middle of the day, would be really hard too. Yeah, those guys that just look yeah. through the smoke somehow. White out like, versus blackout. Their like, third eye. It's a difference. The word out is involved. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. You can't fucking see. Yeah. Um, I don't think there were any big. There weren't any big crashes on the... Oh, and then um, Lauren Healy was drifting his Ultra 4 truck, which mm-hmm. is like just like Vaughn's, behind all the drift cars at night. So you see like normal cars coming along the wall, and then all of a sudden, this fucking ox is chasing them, doing four-wheel... He had four-wheel drive, doing four-wheel smoky burnouts, and it's actually like doing the transition. like tripod mounted on the nose of it. No, <laughs> no but he be... was chasing them. Yeah. Yeah, he was out there chasing them. And he gave me... Um, Two of his pins. He got a camera car pin now. Kind of like, you know, the Lee Keen oh, little pin. Uh, the Lean Customs one? The Lean Customs one. You know what you shouldn't Super do cool. with that? What? Don't give it away. No, it's mine. Because I already stuck to my backpack. Yeah. Well, don't put it there either. Because do you know what those things sell for in the internet? I don't These care. nerds? Really? Just saying, I'm just saying you don't want to lose yeah. it, is all. Yeah, I don't want to lose like, it. Like, remember I got 150 of them for the, for the Safari? Mm-hmm. And then what I didn't know is the guy who makes them... He then also makes 150 for himself. So there's 300 total, and I get 150, and he makes 150. And then he sells them, you know, one at a time. And I, I'd never fucking seen these things before. I just thought it was, I spent like $200. They were cheap. It was like $200 for all of them. I gave them all away at Luft in like 10 minutes. And then I found out like a year later that they're like $1,000 on eBay. What? Literally. Four figures for one of these dumb pins. Seriously. And I gave I gave away a hundred and twenty-five of them in eight minutes. <laughs> I was just a like thousand I fucking made it rain pins for like five minutes at Luft, and I realized a year later that the three I have left of my car are worth like more than a thousand dollars each. That's insane. Yeah, they're individually numbered. Yours has got a number on the back of it. That's insane. Yeah, don't oh, give I it like away. Them. Don't. I'm not, I'm not no, no, you should like it. Geez. Keep it. Ah, yeah, keep it. Like if I knew, I would have kept like eighty of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, the backpack is a dangerous place. Yeah, it is. I'm testing to see. I don't know how well it's going to stay on. Because Larry had it. one made of his other car, of his like uh, last car or whatever. Uh, the Z, the Z, or whatever it was, also, yeah. yeah, and it fell off my backpack, mm, and I okay. caught it. It fell off in my house, fortunately, but like you know, that could have gone either way. Shit, yeah, because yeah. I want to have it somewhere that I see a lot because I think they're super cool. You know where but the dope place was? I, I got, I had one of the ones in the dash of the safari. I, oh, that's a good in idea. The, in the dash, it matched. It was oh, nice. I could, yeah, I could just glue it to my dashboard. Or yeah, you could hit it on the visor. Mm-hmm. 
That's a great idea. The visor, the visor is good. Yeah, because this yeah. could come off the airport or something like that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't want to lose that shit somewhere, and then someone else picks it up and be like, "Huh, what is this?" And they Google it, and it's a thousand fucking it's a thousand dollars. dollars. Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. If you go down the 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 eBay rabbit hole of those pins, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Some of them, and some of them are more. I mean, someone sent me one that was like twenty five hundred dollars of a of a keen car. Because I guess there's some. A bunch of the keen guys yeah. get them made. Yeah. I don't know if it's all of them, but like the super nerds must have them all. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'll sell you my Larry Chen one for like 10 grand. I will. All right. And I'll buy him a really nice gift for $1,000. I'll, I'll give you 10 grand in uh, cunt coin. It's my new <laughs> coin. It's an ICO coming out. Now, why does it have to be on the blockchain? <laughs> Explain. Because because when I inevitably sell the NFT of it, it's going to be worth you know, twice you know, that'd as much. Be, that'd be like, so a girl could never lie to you about how many guys or girls she's had sex with. All of them have to oh be on the blockchain. Gosh, the blockchain. That's the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Last night I was thinking about what Missy said about, or what we were talking about, how people who have their heads frozen and, and their whole brain downloaded as an NFT and then whoever owns it could just fucking sell off a little slice at a time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that would be crazy. Sell off the thoughts. What or the I, genetic material. Yeah. That's what... Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Maybe the in 100 years, 23andMe will just start selling genetic material of famous people. 23andU. Yeah, exactly. There's a bunch of fine print, man. 23andMe and you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the government knows about every every impregnation. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so grid life sounds awesome. Dude, cell phone. Um, What's the next one? Hi... Uh, I don't know what the next one is. They have so many. I think. Oh, Gingerman is actually oh, next. Oh, really? It's in September. Um, oh, it's in September mm-hmm. instead of uh, like June, like it was before. Yeah, that's nice. That's yeah. a good time to be in South Haven. We could go. We, we could, could go. go. All right. Um, I rode in uh, the drift taxi with Alex Yeager. He's the guy who's driving on Forsberg's team now. I did not get to ride in new, in the new limo, unfortunately. Um, I had a very good time. I, uh, so Ron Zaris was out there from Hoonigan. Do you know him? Ron, He's their I don't think brand so. director. Okay. He has a Red Hawk 7, a bunch of other cars. Oh, He's yeah, like, right, right, kinda, yeah. Um, so he was out there hanging out with Rally Ready and just doing stage practice stuff. And so he took me around for a lap. And, da- and Dave wanted me to drive. He's just, I don't know. He's like, oh, you're here? Yeah, see if you can get it, get in the seat real quick. So Ron's like, all right, I'll take you around and show you the course. So as we drive around... And Ron is very quick, by the way. Um, in his bracket race later, he was only half a second behind his instructor. Like, <laughs> nice. He's fucking quick. Everyone over at Hoonigan's pretty good, but he's, I think, like the, the quiet assassin. So he takes me around, and I have only been around the track at this point um, in Dave's Dodge 1500, and that was okay. at nighttime. So I don't really know where it goes. So he's like, all right, now we're going to trade. I'll go right. He'll, Ron's going to be right seat, and I'll drive. And he's like, I'll you know call out the, court, the stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I've barely been around this thing. I'm gonna go like seventy percent. I just I just want to have fun. I don't want to do anything stupid. And it's <laughs> you like you get strapped into a race car. Yeah, you you know tighten Ten the seconds. belts. By the time you hit second gear, by the time I hit second gear, I'm like <laughs> we're going flat, baby. I, I know where this goes. Like and he's sending it, sending it. And he's calling it out. There's like a, there's two jumps. They're small, but like I'm going full throttle over those. Everything's going well, and he's going okay. This is like a three. Go down a little bit. And he's like this one tightens. This one tightens. This one tightens. And then he gets quiet. And I had gone too hot into this like fourth gear 
corner, oh, no. and I, I everything was okay, but I just drifted out and like grazed the edge of the berm and kind of rode it like like a surfer on a wave. And it was so funny that he was talking the whole way around until things started to go kind of wrong, and then he got quiet, got real quiet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, and he got quiet one more time on the on that lap before we hit the finish. Line. Some people get loud, other people get quiet. Yeah, I went a little hot, but it was so. But dude, rally cars. This thing has like 120 was that horsepower. No, was it? It was uh, 2.5 RS. Oh, like 97 yeah. cage, all the stuff. Um, any motor, but it doesn't matter. It just yeah, it the feels surface like you're going that so loose, fast. It doesn't really matter. It's so fun, and you're yeah. hitting jumps and banging off of stuff, dude. Did anybody have like a so Sierra great. or a uh, or a cross cart or anything out there? Um, they had a couple of STIs. Bucky's car has an STI motor, but it's in a two five. One guy showed up. He was testing his unlimited class hill climb car, which was a fucking uh, second gen Camaro with a very angry engine with really? electronic limiter and like big knobby tires. Dude, he got up and went. It was watching wow. him leave the line was sick. It was really really <laughs> on cool. the rally stage. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he was testing awesome. it for hill climb. I don't know if they got a shot of it, but uh, how do you not get a rowdy. shot of that? That's the, I don't know. That's they were doing the a lot of stuff. That's the only thing I would end up taking a picture of all day. Dude, it was so. Oh, and then one of the more amazing things. I don't know if I've. Oh, this guy had. Oh, uh, is that a Z3 M Z3 coupe? Z3 M coupe rally car. Yes. Sick. Yeah, a lot of oversteer. Sounded it, great. Is it an M? Or I just don't think a Z3? it's an M. Just a Z3. Wow. This thing ran all day. Uh, it looked like this. It looked like the most fun. This was a, that might be Bucky's a, yeah, car. Yeah, it's a nice little RS. Um, this, I think this dude set the record for the day. They did a bracket, and he. This is a also like a hill climb rally it's like car. A 0-4 STI. Yeah, it was it was really quick. Um, this guy though had a E30 with like truck tires almost like a little. He was sitting a little high. It looked like there were going to be some tire rub, and. Um, I was volunteering as like safety truck, so I sat up on the hill for a while and like watched people and helped tow some some people out. And I'm watching him come up the hill and he hits the first jump, and then he comes around this corner and he hits the second jump, and all of a sudden his wheel and left front suspension are ahead of his vehicle. Oh no! Is it going? It, no, no, it's airborne. It is fully, <laughs> dude, fully fucking above roof height airborne. Oh, flying into a field. Oh, and he is following because he can't steer anymore. It's... So, uh, this this photographer, um, uh, his Instagram is Leif L E I F. Uh, he was one of the shooters there. He got an amazing sequence of E thirty ejecting suspension and it flying off into the wow. distance. Yeah, and it, the car went quite far. So, um, <laughs> is he okay? I mean, he was all right, right? The thing, yeah. dude, I don't know if it's a thing with just rally people. They're so used to this. I was like, hey, man, that sucks. He's like, oh, it's okay. I'll just put a new control arm on it, and we'll get it jacked up, and uh, I'm going to strap it to your truck, and we'll try to raise <laughs> that side off the ground, and yeah. you'll tow me over there, and then I'll get the trailer up here on the grass. And I'm just, and he sat out in the middle of 99-degree heat and bolted new suspension parts on so he could roll it on his truck, and he wow. didn't complain at all. He was just like, yeah, mm, this thing's done pretty well. It's probably not the worst thing that's happened to that car. Maybe not. <laughs> He's had it for like 10 years and used to drift it, and now he rally races it. But um, yeah, Good for him. But that shit was a really good time. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Super fun. I recommend anyone go. Camping? Depends on how old you are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Does anyone Has anyone grown up and brought like a, like a luxury RV? <laughs> so like, Surprisingly, no. Really? I mean, Dave from Rally Ready, he had an RV. I maybe saw two more. Really? Yeah, I think I think the hotels were close enough. Uh-huh. But I think an RV is the way to go. It is. It's totally the way to go. Yeah, you the don't want to deal with the back and forth. You no. will, but you definitely want somewhere that's your Some own respite. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. dry. Yes. and a shower. Yes, and a place to poop. 
Yes. Ideally. All of those things. Ideally all of those things. Yeah. Uh, while you were out, let's see. I drove, uh, well, I drove the Baja 911 with you. Not while, uh, not while you were out. We could talk about that. Mm-hmm. I drove uh, the 992 Cup race car. Jeez. Uh, we can't talk about the IS500 because it's embargoed until okay. September. Um, of next but, year. Uh, the, the Cup car is craziness. It is just like the amount of front grip that this thing has with 305s at the front. You know, and on that that front uh, uh, Venturi, like uh, uh, like the the street car has too, but the insane amount, you know, three hundred five slicks at the front. I think three forty five slicks at the back. Whoa! You know, turn one at Brainerd, um, which is the fastest right hand corner in North America. I did not have the balls to do what Lee did, obviously, because Lee is being paid to drive that car, and my only job is to not crash it. Uh, and I only got two sessions, which is not enough time to maximize a race car if you aren't already the best race car driver ever. Um, you know, Lee took turn one at 170 miles an hour flat <laughs> without without lifting. No, thank you. Uh, at the end of Whoa. a very, very long front straight. I I lifted and brushed the brake for a half a second and then went back on the pedal and that was enough to go from 170 down to about 140. I would only feel comfortable turning at 170 in a plane. That's in the air. <laughs> that is way too fast. It was I mean it didn't if you look at Lee's in car it doesn't look like that big of a deal. It's banked a bit you know, but there's that one shot where he hits the bump and well, then he the, hits the fr- counter steer. If the difference between shot one and shot two on his Instagram yeah. is what happens when you hit that apron at that speed. Like, oh my God. I, in the first lap, Lee told me to hit the apron, you know, and if you hit the apron at 135 or 140, it's a no big deal at all. Wow. But at 170, it's like, oh, Jesus, you know, and but the first video he has is not. It's not dramatic at all if yeah. you stay if you place the car right. It doesn't look dramatic, but like that's because you already know. If you don't know that that's actually possible, you're not going to find out in 20 minutes. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, the learning curve is very steep. It's it's the learning curve to get to not from nothing to competent is pretty easy. Like if I had a whole day. With like coaching and data logging, like one day, you know, call it like six 30 minute sessions or whatever with data log and coaching, I could absolutely be at a pace where I could like be in one of those races. In, not fucking podiuming, mm-hmm. in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like gentleman driver pace. Right. Like it's a, it's a very friendly car. I mean, it's an, it's, you know, it's a fucking race car, so it has its intimidations, but in general, like I got up to pace like pretty quickly, and it's like pretty user friendly. Like it does have a clutch for starting from zero, but after that, it's just you know right foot braking. You don't need a left foot brake really at all. Lee doesn't left foot brake. Paddles, uh, a, a nice user friendly steering ratio, a blower system that blows air on you, uh, very legible gauges and shift lights. Brake, good brake feel, and and an engine that because it's the same as the streetcar engine, but you have so much more grip, you know you can be pretty liberal on the throttle, and you're mm, not just going to like right. 
oversteer it. You know, 13-inch slicks, you're not going to, like, spin it because you used a little too much throttle. Right. You know, you can be pretty liberal. It's not like that, like, the M6 or M8 where it's, like, some giant turbo engine, you know, that you have to, like, maintain the torque. It's, like, relatively low torque relative to the tire, although it's a pretty light package, you know? Hmm. I hadn't really thought of that, but yeah, the amount of grip, it's 500-ish horsepower. Yeah, it's like so much more grip than than power, you know? How does the suspension feel when you hit the apron or something like that? Like, you know, everyone thinks race cars are super stiff. It's that... not any, it doesn't feel any stiffer than the street car at all. Mm. It feels pretty, I mean, you know, you're you're strapped into a hard seat. So your your perception of stiffness is a little different, right? Right. And you're you've got a cage, which is so much more stiff than the street car, just because, you know. But the actual like suspension of the car, kind of the same, you know, kind of the same. It's, it rides nice, like it was comfy, like 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 if I was in an endurance race and had to do like a, a sixty minute stint in the car, like that'd be cool, no problem. Like comfy, lots of room, adjustable tilting, telescoping, oh, steering column, you know, like big, big like uh, Scrabble tile sized buttons for the main like thing. An old like, person's phone. Yeah, so you could just kind of punch shit with a with a uh, glove on. You Were know, you adjusting no stuff while driving at all? No, okay. I didn't. You, you don't really. Uh, even Lee said you don't even really need to change much while driving. Like he's pretty comfortable and like. There's some shit on the the wheel that you can adjust. Like you can you can change the the brake bias. Um, there's like and it sounds dumb, but there's like a regular mode and a sport mode. It's not really. It's like accelerator position one and accelerator position two, hmm. and like two is sharper than one. I guess okay. It might be like a rain thing or something like that. And it has a thing that. Sh- says that you can adjust traction control, but Lee said it didn't have traction control, so I don't. I don't know. I think for for Cup Series, it run without traction control, so it might. You might be able to get it, but not. It didn't have it. Okay. So there wasn't traction control. Uh, there is ABS, um, and like, you know, it's it was pretty. He was just like, all right, and this button does this. This button does this. Flip that switch. That switch. Start it, and you know, go. It's great. It just drives like a great car. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not really any compared to some of the other race cars I've driven. It's not hard to drive at all. Does it feel different though? Because I think I think most of the race cars you've driven that I can think of were front engine, like the Turner cars are front engine. Do you feel the difference in this one? Well, it's it's not. I mean, it's like a GT, like a like a like all the other 911s I've driven. It, it's mm-hmm. that as opposed to. To the but but even the because they, they didn't move it forward in this like they like um, not me like the RSR right no okay. it's it's GT three okay it's the same as nine two it's big though it feels it feels big and you're Looks sitting big, down yeah. low in it so so it's like it's a it's a big thing but I was on the track by myself so its bigness didn't doesn't really come into play when you're on a a big racetrack and you're the only car you know but like when I, it 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 rained like as I was driving to the track. Like I flew to Minnesota, got in a rental car, and as I'm driving the three hours to the track, it it rains, and so they don't have rain tires. It's Brainerd, so <laughs> so I get there and the track is soaking wet. It's still raining. Oh my god! And they're just like, yeah, well, uh, we're gonna uh, we're just gonna wait and hope it stops. And it did stop, and we went out in rental cars, 
four rental cars and we did like 25 laps in rental cars. We did a lot of laps in the rental cars. Like I was like, you know, at one point I'm like driving, <laughs> we're in a train of rental cars and I'm literally driving on the track and like texting my wife, like <laughs> wall, because <laughs> we're just running lap after lap after lap. Trying it, to dry the course Yeah, out. and then once it was dry enough, Lee went out in the race car to dry, some, dry it some more, because that dries it faster. Um, and then eventually it was good, but it's like, it's still like, you know, it's nerve wracking when the racing driver comes in and goes, okay, the track is now dry enough for you. You know what I mean? Like, is it? It's dry <laughs> enough for for you. For everybody? Is it? Yeah. And I'm like, huh. But what if I have a moment while driving it, where it, I'm not me? Yeah. Then too wet? <laughs> <laughs> it turns out it was fine. You know, I get, I get bugged out with race cars in the wet, dude. A Hell slip, yeah. Borrowed $350,000 car on slicks on a, you know... It was. I guess it was familiar by the time I ran thirty laps in a rental car, but like relatively unfamiliar place, you know. So uh, it was intimidating the experience. But once I was like a few laps into the car and going, I was just having a really good time. Like I wasn't really concerned with the fact that I didn't go set a fucking qualifying mm-hmm. time, and they weren't like, "We're gonna sign you to a deal." <laughs> you know, I wasn't embarrassing. That's the best you yeah. can do. You don't you don't have a crash, and you don't set an, you don't have an embarrassingly slow time. I mean, you can learn what you're trying to learn by driving eighty percent. Yeah, you know, and what you're trying to experience without trying to set a lap time and get on the team. Well, and I asked Lee. You know, this is the new car, right? You raced the old Cup car. You've raced all the Cup cars. What makes this one what it is? And he goes, it's so comfortable. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He was like, it's so easy. It's so comfortable. Like, they finally, like, listened to the drivers and, like, made things, like, really adjustable and, like, really, really easy to 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 change settings and the gauge cluster. And it's all just, like, really nice, easy. I mean, mechanically, what's different is the, the shift actuation is electric, not hydraulic, mm. as is the steering. Wow. Okay. That's the, that's the right. main thing. You know, and you have that um, double wishbone front suspension, like the thing gets. But as this being my only cup car, I can't, I can't compare it. I can tell you the handling was fucking astounding. Yeah. But I can't, you know, I don't, I, I can't say it's, you know, whatever. It's one percent better than the old car. One percent faster. That's like a number that sounds like nothing, in, unless you're an engineer or racing driver, and then you realize it's like a lot. Wow. You know, but. From the driver's perspective, which is what I was a little more concerned with from Lee, he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's just, it's really comfortable, easy, forgiving, friendly, and and the interfaces with the car are, are like, really, really good. So, it's just, cool. Yeah, easier to drive. Yeah, so as I wrote, I wrote a few words for Road and Track, uh, print, uh, and then the uh, we'll have the video, I don't know what, next week? Sure. There's no embargo. We don't have to yeah. wait for our own track. For oh, okay. This. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a, week. no, it's not a big feature. It's just a little side. We have bar. so many videos. It's like, what do you want? I, yeah, I feel like gotta, a buffet owner. No, but a bunch of people drove the cup car, and so I do want to get the, we want to do ours first. Yeah. Um, but it was great. And then we went and drove the Baja 911 after Ooh, that. Like, yes. you want to talk about some fucking opposite day, like brand new water-cooled big aero downforce race car. Versus, not versus, but then two days later to go out in the desert uh, with TJ Russell and drive the Baja 911, which is a 911 uh, trophy trophy yeah, vehicle. It's a pre-runner. I suppose, a pre-runner. It's like a pre-runner 
with the 911 body on it. I mean, it's but it's built from ground up, of course. But that's yeah. the, the the mashup that it is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, oh, to be rich. And I oh, had God. I I had been in a couple different time zones in like 24 hours and not treated my body very well by eating you know travel food and 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 whatnot. And I was grumpy at the start of this day. This thing will turn your mood right around. Yes. I mean, I realized that people probably wouldn't have a lot of sympathy for me going to drive a race car and then going to drive this and being grumpy, but these are not related items. These are not related things. The job isn't related to that. Well, because your body still gets tired. It doesn't matter how cool the things you're doing is. Your your body has a certain system and a certain amount of energy and you were draining it. I I depleted. Yeah. So, but this thing is, holy shit. So, uh, more folks have probably seen this, the Singer off-road concept thing that got some press last year than mm-hmm. than have seen this, but what they don't really know and what uh, uh, T.J. Russell is too humble to say is that like he he presented this concept to Singer, they they passed on it, and he went and built it himself, uh, and he. He didn't just. He wasn't just a random guy who presented. He worked there, or he was. He 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 did a lot of contract fabrication for them, and uh, they didn't want to do it. So he went and built this thing, and uh, it's so crazy. It's amazing, and it's a. It it actually feels like a really finished product. It's not like a janky prototype. Um, you know, the fabrication's excellent. It has a f- completely finished interior. You know, that's kind not, of really nice, almost like luxurious interior. It's yeah. like green leather with some brown accents. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I think the white exterior is gorgeous. Um, just like leather around some of the uh, door bars and stuff. I mean, it was yeah. a really cool mix of luxury and then extreme off-road speed. Yeah. And uh, it's a 3.8 <clears throat> Roth Sport uh, engine. Uh, Roth Sport also makes the, uh, the Gunther motors. And... Um, and so it makes about 350 horsepower or so, and it can be either rear-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. It was set up for me in rear-wheel drive. It has with 12 inches of suspension travel, Zach. Yeah. And, oh, there's the interior. It looks great. Um, the, the gearbox, even though it's an air-cooled car, the gearbox is a 996 turbo gearbox, so it has a water-cooled car shifter feel even though it's an air-cooled engine, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very comfortable. It's got, it has, it does not have AC, but actually it didn't get too hot in there. I was surprised at how not hot it was. Maybe it's just because yeah. you're always moving when you're driving so. it. It's just because yeah. you're not stopped. Yeah, and we're in um, the desert. But, uh, but more importantly, the fucking thing, like, it's just so easy to go really, really fast in sandy washes and stuff. I drove it up a trail that I was sure it wouldn't fit in, and it, I was sure it wouldn't make up because it was too steep, and I got really nervous, and you'll see it in the video, but it f- actually did it shockingly well. Um, it was so, dude, it was so fun. I, ro- I mean, I rode it in just yeah. anything with suspension of this caliper is a special feeling. It's a very unique automotive experience. Uh, but then you factor in the sound of it, the way it revs, how quickly it seems to get up to speed. Even the, you know it's NA, but it's it's pretty light. I think it was like three thousand pounds, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it just floated over stuff. Or and the weight transfer, stuff. like the mm-hmm. accentuated weight transfer, like you'd hit the brakes and it would dive forward, and you you'd fucking smash the gas with a rock back. You know, you could really lean it and flick it, and like that exaggerated weight transfer can be used 
to make the thing move like really well. And yeah. you could just like it had a I was what I was really impressed with is how fast it accelerated on Sandy Wash despite being a rear-wheel drive car. I mean, that, the rear engine obviously is really helping you because you, you can feel the front just like skating over stuff, but you're still accelerating like very, very hard. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, really I think was. I saw like almost 90 uh, at one point. He was ripping through the gears. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know what, if the gear ratios are shorter, I can't remember what he said, but it's like, know. thing fucking went. Yeah, I, I saw like the great. top of like middle to top of fourth. And in sports awesome. car, like lifted sports car, is so great because, like you're saying, you can feel all those motions, which your car does that when it's in normal when it's set up as a sports car. It's just not as obvious. It might lean over an inch or two, right? But like this exaggerates it, and you can understand weight transfer better and what it can do to traction. And then you could go it's, apply that on the road course. Too. Yeah, it is. It would be. It would almost like. I mean, it would be. It's kind of crazy to call like a half a million dollar Porsche toy, you know, a training tool. But it. But it. If you'd spent a lot of time driving it, you'd really learn a lot about how to transfer weight in order to initiate a slide, maintain it, and then exit it. I mean, I think just driving a car on dirt will teach you so much about that. But this yeah, you don't is have just, to buy this. To this do is that. just an amazing one. This is so great. <laughs> It was so next level. And like, you know, the engine, it's a 3.8, but besides that, there, there was there's nothing particularly, you know, don't get me wrong, Ross Sport makes an excellent engine, but it's an NA air-cooled engine. It has a lot of a lot of cooling. It has a, a big NACA duct in is it NACA duct? I guess it's a NACA mm -hmm. duct in the, the bottom of the rear window and it has a big external oil cooler that is the size of like a economy car's radiator. It's like a huge oil cooler with electric fans because this thing is designed to with just the addition of low door bars to enter it at Baja. TJ says this thing, he, he, you know, he looked at the rule book or whatever, and this thing will pass tech at Baja if you just add the low door bars. But he didn't want to put them because they're fucking annoying. Right. Unless that's actually what you're going to go do with one. So, like... Which if, someone should. Which someone should. But, like, if you wanted to, to pre-run or if you wanted to just go play or if you wanted to use it as a, a toy in a, a snowy climate or a desert climate, like, holy fuck, this thing is hella fun. Yeah. And, and, like, it, and it stayed really cool. We were at 100 degrees when we were there. Yeah, and that oil cooling system worked because he was he turned the fan on and the oil temp was like under two hundred. It went like down to one sixty five. Yeah, because it's you know it's it's meant for for Baja. So if you you could run it at redline for a day, you know what I mean, or two days uh, with that type of oil cooling going. Because that amazing. that engine, uh, that engine run, ran at like Lamar, you know what I mean. Engines like that run twenty four hours of Lamar, twenty four hours of Daytona with smaller oil cooling than he's got That's very here. true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I it's just an think endurance it looks, setup. I think it looks so awesome. Yeah. And he's got, uh, you know, but he understands that, like, not everybody's going to go for that craziness, so he's got, like, a more uh, milder sort mm -hmm. of safari package he's working on as well that is going to be fairly extreme by safari standards but still quite a bit milder than this. And it's going to be the kind of thing that you could bolt on to a regular car, whereas the Baja 911 has literally like a tube frame integrated into sections of 911. Like, it's really, really crazy that that it's that it looks as much like as much like a 911 as it is like the wheelbase has been lengthened. You know what I mean? It's like it's got all these geometry changes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I just think it looks great. 
It I just does. Think it looks so good. The white, it just help. It helps show all the curves. There's amazing curves everywhere on this thing. And then you open the door, and it's like, oh, here's some diamond pattern leather, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it feels nice. It's really nice. And man, is it fun. Yeah. Fuck, was it fun. I mean, I I had a I had as good a time driving that thing as driving anything ever. I mean, mm -hmm. and you'll see it in the video. I mean, I'm just like. It I'm fixed your mood. Shocked 100%. over and over and over and over. I'm just repeatedly everything I attempt to do with it. I'm then absolutely shocked at how well it does it. Whether it's big slides, hitting fucking ninety on whoops, uh, hitting ninety in a wash, you know, or climbing a hill or whatever. We I did a bunch of silly shit in it, and like, it's super super sick. And it just, uh, it, it rips. I mean, <laughs> look at the weight transfer of it when you okay. shift. It's like, it really leans up. It's amazing. Um, oh, music. Uh, music. Music, no. Music, no. But um, that was what I did on yeah. Wednesday. Good job, TJ. Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. And then uh, this weekend, my Lamborghini broke. Yeah. What uh? What happened? For oh, there's the Venturi tunnel. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, it's nothing big. I mean, it's uh, we believe it's the coil, which you know, it's an old school car, right? So it's a coil that goes to a distributor and then to spark plugs, and so it's not a huge deal. It's just an old part that took a shit, and we didn't have one. Mm -hmm. Um, a yeah. The experience, it was, it was a frustrating experience, as you can imagine, but it's, uh, the, the car is, it was mainly frustrating because of where I had to sit and for how long, but, but, um, uh, you know, it happens, yeah, old it car shit, and, uh, I got other things to drive. Mm -hmm. We'll get back there. I mean, I had coil pack go bad plenty of times, like everybody does. Mm -hmm. It's just a part, part yep. fail. Yeah, but your, did yours shut your, yours is a coil pack, so you can keep driving the car. True. I mean, yeah. On three cylinders. Remember you got in the car and you're like, why is this running like this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I had the whole, the whole thing. The whole thing. It was running off. and then it wasn't. Oh, man. It was a bummer. Yeah. Uh, we got questions? I bet we do. Let's, uh, let's, get, let's organize some of them. I bet there's a few. What else did I have written down? Um, hmm. Ducati Monster. People in the comments of my Instagram were fucking up in arms about the fact that the new Ducati Monster doesn't have the, the trellis frame anymore. I have uh, never ridden a Ducati Monster before, any Ducati Monster. So I'm getting in there from scratch, and uh, as someone who has no uh, purist fantasies whatsoever about the Ducati Monster, I don't give a shit about the trellis frame. <laughs> I'll tell you what is awesome. This bike, if you are my size... And uh, for, if you want to use me as a fit model, I'm six foot three and 260 pounds. If you want to use me as a fit model, I'm like a it, this a Ducati monster for me would be like Zach on a Grom, and it's a small bike, but it's the the this new design, this new architecture they have for it, it saves 40 pounds off the old bike, 40 on a motorcycle. That's a lot. That's so much. That's at that's least so 10%, much. maybe yeah. more on that bike. That's like cutting hundreds of pounds from a car. Jeez. And uh, I'm embarrassed to say because I haven't done the reading yet. I don't, I'm not sure what engine it has. I want to say it's like an 800. LS. 
It's LS, yeah. 800? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I can pull if up you want to look up what the new Ducati Monster is, I think it's an 800. But it's really light. It revs like a motherfucker. It doesn't have the amazing quick shift with like auto rev matching that the um, Multistrada had. But if you are above third gear, you can shift without the clutch, without it interrupting your flow. Like, I don't think it's a hydraulic actuator. I think it's just a... a a basic like uh you know racing shifter but like it's it's really really good like that and the bike is so fucking light and small and agile and i've had a i've had a bunch of fun uh riding it so far so if you give a shit about it doesn't having a trellis frame anymore i don't even know i tried to ask uh i ran into a friend of mine the other day like literally yesterday uh in my neighborhood who I'd never seen on a motorcycle before, but there he was standing next to a Ducati Monster from like two years ago. With and I go, oh hey, I didn't even know you had a bike. He goes, yeah, I got this one. And I go, I'm riding the new one. And he goes, ah, it doesn't have the trellis frame. I go, oh, okay, yeah. Why is that bad? And he goes, because it's that's what it's got. That's what the <laughs> thing is. And I go, okay, but like, but if it didn't have that, like, why why would it be bad? He goes, well, because usually you know. You paint it red and the engine's black. It looks cool. And I go, that's it? And he goes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> But <okay."> functionally, <laughs> yeah. why is that bad? Yeah. I mean, I can understand if it's like when Porsche went to water-cooled or whatever. The Corvette went mid-engine. You know, some kind of yeah. fundamental change. But um, I, you know, I always thought the Monster was like the good, like kind of naked city bike, mm -hmm. all around bike. It's like it's their SV650, exactly, yeah. right? Universal sport bike, right? Mm -hmm. Sport naked bike. I didn't, I didn't say like, oh, it has to have this thing, so I don't give a shit. And as someone who doesn't give a shit, that is a fucking good motorcycle. I mean, I rode it for ten minutes, and then I was like, I, I might have to buy this. Like, and I don't think I'm gonna because I don't want to own a motorcycle, mm -hmm. but like. It is. I was like, oh shit, this is like, this is fucking fun. Really fun. I, I've always liked the naked yeah. bikes. They what is the look... engine? Can we look it up? I'm, I feel I feel stupid for not knowing. I haven't made the film, so. Uh, oh, here we go. 937cc, 111 horsepower at 92.50, and 69 pound feet at 6,500. See, that's a great, great power band. You, get your, you got your peak torque. Right at the meat of the power band, and it and it fucking revs to like uh ten five. Wow! Yeah, that's great. It rips. It's really fun. It feels like a big grom. It's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I always like them. Always yeah. like those bikes. So uh, I mean, I haven't done my film yet, and I haven't taken it in the canyons yet. I've only ridden around the city, but it is fucking fun. Really fun. Um, it's got a good profile. I like the little short pipes it's got. Yeah, and it sounds cool. It goes. It brap. I mean, it better. It goes. Brap. They've always yeah. sounded great. Ducati, yeah, I'm really that's... a fan, and I'm 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 surprised I didn't expect to be comfortable on it. I thought though I thought it would be too small, and when I get it, I'm like, this is small, but I'm not uncomfortable. It's just like I I feel like I'm riding a, a small bike, but I fit. Okay. So I'm I'm happy with that. As a city bike, this is rad. Clutch isn't too heavy. Really nice. Different ride modes. You got your sport, your tour, wet traction. It has traction control, ABS. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's pretty cool for ripping around the city. It's pretty pretty good. I I 
Over 85, uh, the wind was blowing me around right. a little bit. But yeah. that's that's the way of the world. You just tuck down, right? Lay on the tank. Yeah. If you, if you got a highway commute, I would not recommend this. This is a fucking, it's a city bike, and then you hit, up, hit the canyons on the weekend, and um, good, good, well-rounded motorcycle. So I got a video eventually with that, but we're going to make it soon. Those are the things. Uh, Rumblestrip.net says, if you had $90,000 to spend, would you choose a Boxster GTS or a C8 Corvette convertible? Spending your own money. Boxster GTS, because I don't like the way the Corvette looks. I admit it is a great car. In in every objective way, Mm -hmm. it's a very good car. Subjectively, I do not like the way it looks. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I don't, not for the same reasons. I think the Corvette is amazing. But I wouldn't buy the base car. I would buy the Z06 if that were a thing yet. It's not quite uh, not quite there. Um, and the Bo- the Boxster GTS uh, 4.0 is a fabulous product. Get it with a manual. Uh, it's really, really comfortable, easy to use. Um, and, you know, in for me, the, that tightness, that precision... Uh, outweighs a little bit the the extra torque and speed that you get from the regular uh, C8. Yeah, the yeah. boxer's going to be plenty fast for me. Yeah. It's going to feel very good, but I yeah. also just look at it all the time. Alex says, have I talked to Guy Fieri about Anthony Bourdain? No, I have not. Before Carl died, he said that the Anthony that Anthony Bourdain said to Guy in his presence that the feud thing was hyped up for kind of ratings, and he didn't really feel that way. Hmm. I didn't know there was a feud between them. Yeah, he he shat on on Guy Fieri a bit, and I think it it at the time of peak foodie, you know, Guy's thing is so democratic. You know, I mean, yeah, it can get a little hokey with the donkey sauce and shit, but like, you know, it's it's it's. It's. It was a little. Anthony Bourdain was about finding these secrets that not necessarily everybody could find. Whereas Guy would be bringing everybody in. Mm, I got you. Indiscriminately. Right, and it, right. It helped, I think, solidify Bourdain's sort of foodie status at the time. I think if he was still alive, and he probably would have moved past it by now. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I, I talked about it with Carl a bunch. I never talked about it with Guy. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Danny says, uh, what, at what, at what level does horsepower top driving feel or fun? When does horsepower outweigh driving feel? Well, when you, when you don't have enough of it. <laughs> if I had, if I had 35 horsepower, I wouldn't care how good it felt because if I couldn't get up I mean, ask the people that drive a 2CV, though, and they love it. Yep. You know, Sam and Hardigree and Harris and uh, uh, Andrew Frankel, they're all like, it goes 12 miles per hour, but damn it, do they love it. So I, I don't sure. think horsepower might ever supersede it because if you have a car that's 1,200 horsepower, we, we've done this. We've been, you've been in GTRs that had like 1,000 horsepower. and the Oh, well, it's easy to go the board. other way. Right. Someone was just bugging me on Instagram about... I offered me a 2,500 horsepower GTR to drive. And I said, well, on the kind of road I would film on, it would be exactly the same as a 1,000 horsepower GTR. There is no difference. Mm -hmm. 
And they didn't really want to hear that. And I shouldn't have said it because it engaged in a conversation I didn't want to have. I mean, but, rent a runway and then we could do that. But Yeah, but even so, eh, whatever. But, it, it, I, I, but I, I, yeah, I just don't care. You know what I mean? Like, at a certain point, like, if you, you have to have, if you want that much power, it needs to have a task. You're going to go runway racing. Right. Sure. But it's, but it's going to be a singular task, I yeah. think, if, once you hit a certain power level. Whereas yeah. fun can be, you can have fun braking, turning, sure. doing all these different things. Yeah. Uh, Spencer said, what is your take on the Mach-E GT? Uh, press cars, as far as I know, are not available yet. I'm sure somebody will call me <laughs> when when one is. Uh, you know, I it I don't I don't like to have a take on a car we haven't driven yet. Uh, when one is available, we certainly are going to drive it. But I mean, we know what it's going to be, right? It's going to be the the big ones are going to be it's faster, 100 horsepower or so faster, and mag ride. And so I don't care about the extra power. If you ask me. My car is fucking fast. I mean, how often do I go foot to the floor in my existing Mach-E? Handful of times since I've owned it. Do you think the GT will have Kentucky Derby mode? Bro. Competition mode? What's above unbridled? Uh, Wild um, stallions with Ys. <laughs> what's the fastest a horse has to run? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, triple crown? Triple crown mode? Jockey yeah. mode, the dirt, yeah, derby preakness, yeah, derby, derby mode is probably derby what's mode. up, there yeah, you go. yeah, derby mode. Um, but I do think you know if I had a, if I have a criticism of of our Maki, it's that the the ride, while it's fine, it's a little bit economy carish. It's clearly got just basic ass shocks in a pretty basic setup, and and so when it gets bumpy, it can be a little bit just sort of bouncy and 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 unrefined whereas a, a magnetic ride shock with 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 real body control I'm sure will be fabulous so so I I don't really give a shit about the power but I I might give a shit about the body control uh uh so I read through it so um Weirenfeld said Zach do me a favor say the arab word amir out loud then say lotus amir and he did dot 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 so I texted Corey Burns who works at comedy and does PR for Lotus. And yeah, the Lotus, I said Amira in the video and it's pronounced Amira, but the Avaya is of Avaya. So yeah. it's like, that's a hard eye. So I thought the Amira was also a hard eye. It is a soft eye. Oh, okay. Now we'll see if that impacts how well they sell. I don't know. Okay. I think it'll cool. be fine. Noted. Sure. Uh, Tarmac TV DM'd Zach about using the hydrogen road trip story in a research paper and they got an A. The smoking tire has officially been referenced nice. in a formal academic setting. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Michael says, given the chance, which roadkill cars would you love to drive and which would you avoid like the plague? I don't know them well enough offhand, but I think they made a pre-runner sty style charger and that one. I'll go with what Zach said. I, I, I don't know any. I'm sorry. I'm sure or one of their gassers. I'm sure they're nice gassers. guys. I they're don't know. Oh, cool. does, doesn't one of them have like a fucking 1,500 horsepower boat? Yeah, Finnegan, Finnegan does. All right, great. I'll drive that. That sounds good. <laughs> it's crazy. That sounds like it's my kind crazy. of fucking move. Let's do that. Uh, Chris says, thoughts on an NE Miata that is supposed to have a hybrid powertrain? I don't, that doesn't sound right to me. That doesn't sound right. Hybrid Miata? Yeah, who wants that? Nobody wants that. I'd be surprised somebody, if they'd make it. Yeah, who, well, they just went through all that trouble to make the ND Miata the same weight as the NA Miata. Why How would they the add been, a, been out by now? 16. 
So five. Yeah. Why would they, they add a bunch of batteries before they would fucking... do anything to it? I mean, we would see a hybrid CX five, CX nine, CX three before we see a hybrid Miata. Yeah. You know what I mean? Correct. We don't even have it's not even a turbo Miata yet. You know, I don't. I don't see that happening. Um. David Zumont says, what is the best day to go to Car Week if you can only go one or two days? Well, it depends what events you want to go to. I mean, if I had to go to two events, I would go to the Quail and Monterey Historics, the the races. On The races yes. are Saturday. Correct. That That's pretty much, you, you know. I agree. I, d- the Concours itself is okay, but not really the highlight of my... I'd rather go to the Tour de Elegance on, I believe, is Thursday which is where they drive all the cars that are in the concourse. They have to make the drive down 17-mile drive. And so you get up early in the morning, you pack a little fucking picnic and a coffee or like a you know a thing to make coffee on the side of the road, and you go catch your spot on the side of 17-mile drive, have your little breakfast picnic, and every car that will be on the lawn on Sunday will come motoring right by you. Yeah, do that. Then you get Zero to the footsteps involved. Yeah. That's why the historics is great. And reasons. you get to get really good action photos of the cars going by, and and you don't have to buy a ticket. You're just there. Yeah. Um, Cho Ray <laughs> bought the stupid book, The Basic Laws of Human Stupidity, and discovered that 90% of the people that he encounters are indeed stupid. I hope that by reading the book and maybe eliminating some of those stupid people from your life or some of those stupid encounters, you can free up some mental space. Uh, Travisio wants to know what Zach thought of the Western Massachusetts back roads. Um, amazing shape. I mean, it's like New York back roads. They're really, really great, surrounded by trees. But with homes on them, Most right? of, Yeah, the problem is that there seems to be people living everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, spread out just, just enough to make you think the next turn will be free and you could drive fast, but over the next turn there's a barn or a house or an yeah. antique store or something. So I never felt good. I didn't the one section we filmed on like that was fine but i didn't feel good on the transits going yeah. fast um yeah it just always feels a little busy there's always a mailbox <laughs> how's there always a mailbox well you it's know always, it's like it's, it's like when we there. go to greenwich you know to my parents house you know on the one hand you're spoiled a little bit by the fact that a drive from the house to the grocery store to the office is on nice windy roads through beautiful wooded you know areas and whatnot as opposed to here where it's a shitty grid in the 405 mm-hmm. the flip side of that is we have our canyons where there are no homes right because it's can, mostly inhabitable yeah and we go up and we can do what we want and and we can make films and no one's going to bother us and and you don't have that in other places right yeah that's yeah. Re- that's the difference there's like driving roads and then there's filming roads you know what i mean and and they're not always the same true thing. yeah very true yeah like my fa- one of my my favorite driving road in malibu is absolutely unsuitable for filming cuz it's fucking one way well, that's not going to work. Just go around and around and around. <laughs> that literally is, again, it's like, nope, DOA. Uh, Prashanth is buying a 911 cup car. Oh, oh, sorry. Oof. Says, should I buy a cup car and trailer it to the track, or should I buy a GT3? Also, is a GT2 slower than a cup car? Yes, all Porsche road cars are slower than even a couple of generations old cup cars. Cup cars are fast, really fast. Um, a cup car is probably 15 seconds a lap faster than a GT3 around Brainerd. Oh, jeez. I mean, it's enormously different. Wow. 
um, slicks, yeah. real downforce. I mean, speed. it's just it's a huge different thing. Um, I mean, look, there is no substitute for a real race car. A GT3. It, it, <laughs> well, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to bury the lead. But I quoted Cat Williams in my road and track piece: "Is that a, a GT3 only feels like a cup car till a cup car pulls up." Um, it's not the, really the same thing. I mean, it's it's here's uh, here's the difference. If you're going to do a couple of track days a year, one, two, three, your GT3 is perfectly fine. You'll have fun. You, you'll enjoy yourself. You'll set a nice time. The car is totally capable of that. You're not going. You you won't break it under normal circumstances. To to buy a GT3 and, and then a trailer and then a truck and then safety gear, you know, you got to be pretty committed to going to the track to make use of all that shit because mm-hmm. it takes up a lot of space and you can't drive the car on the street, you know. So a GT3 does not approach the experience of a cup car in the ways that really matter, but you can use it to go to the grocery store, <laughs> you know. So right. so. Uh, it's really about how much space, time, and money you've got to work with. The upside know? of a race car is that when you're there on the track driving, you're not thinking, if I go too hard, I can't get home. Right. Or I'm going to stack this investment piece, which like, you know, the, the 993. Right. Or sorry. Or what um, would I tell my insurance company? Right. I got to drag it out to the street yeah. and say, I wasn't at the track. No, <laughs> just with the same road, everybody else crashes. Weird. <laughs> so I think that's a real thing because... If you're driving your streetcar on the track, you really got to. There's a party that's going to hold back a little bit, or be worried, or you could end up having a very big problem. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, K. Kowalik says, uh, "Is the WRX the only option for all-wheel drive, reliable, fun transport for fifteen to twenty thousand dollars? Coming out of a Wrangler, so everything will seem fun. I just want some character to the car, like the Wrangler." For all-wheel drive, fun. fun with a Wrangler. Well, you want to drive on the right-hand side of the car. <laughs> <laughs> so Japan has hey, solutions. Um, yeah, that'd be rad. I mean, but you can get a you can get like a used Audi S3 yeah, or yeah. even like an A3. Yeah, uh, Mazda Speed Six used one. The Mazda, yeah, drive? the Mazda Speed Six was all-wheel drive. It's front-wheel drive base, but it's yeah. all-wheel drive. Uh, Twenty. I mean. You got to be able to get a lot of used Audi in general for yeah. twenty thousand, and also like you can get that'll get you into a Golf R. It's not I, I not much character, but that'll get you into used Golf R. I like those cars; they're yeah. fun. Uh, what else a, is my brother bought a Honda Pilot for <laughs> around that super money? Fun, a lot of character. Yeah, it's very reliable though. Um, oof, I mean that's a tough place to be. You know what you should try to do? Try to find a highway patrol that is auctioning off the V8 uh, chargers that have all drive. That was in Colorado. Fucking sweet. Oh, yeah. V8, all, I mean, I don't know if you can get them like, the, as a the, pedestrian, the but they're police, so cool. The uh, auction guy I talked to said that they all blow their valves at 50,000 miles. That may be a thing to worry about. Okay. How about a used mini Countryman? That was fun. Yeah, that was okay. We drove that in the dirt. Countryman S all-wheel drive. Yeah. First first gen, those are those are okay. Yeah. Buy yeah, it for 15, right. have 5 in the bank to fix it. Yeah, even the Paceman. You might be able to find a Paceman, which is an all-wheel drive two-door mini is very rare. That would be good. Uh, how about can you get an X1? The first gen yes. X1 for 20 probably. First gen X1 is pretty good. You can get that with a stick. 
Yeah, and those or are Forrester fast. XTs. That's that's the cheaper option. Yeah, and the more reliable one compared to the German stuff. Yeah, that'd be the move, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andre Brody says, "Thoughts on what is that? Majore Project M is not Majore Project M. I've never heard of that. Zach will find out in a picture. What is it? Uh, what is it? You will tell me." Oh, there's some weird, we have to accept the cookies. Oh, is that a 308? It's a 308. What is this? What are we doing? Oh, are we, oh, are we reimagining the 308? Uh, it looks like it, this looks like a reimagined, uh, 308 of sorts. I don't know what the specs are. It's not, it's not too ugly. It's a nice looking car. Uh, what, what do you, uh, what do, what do we do? Uh, is there is there oh go up go up there our resto mod let's see what the specs are if they are anything project m okay bodywork is oh boy there's a lot of words here keep going well there, they scanned it laser scan a 308 okay uh has a new engine block uh they don't but they have no specifics carbon fiber chassis and billet aluminum components uh, extra weight, okay, but it's very light on specifics. I mean, apparently they've done things. I guess they're yeah they, they're building something that it says building a dream. We don't know what the dream is. I Once mean, we know we can get back to you. I could guess that the dream is a modern performance in a Ferrari three hundred eight. I don't, you know, um, really give a shit uh, about that kind of stuff. Um, I'm, I'd like to have a go if someone brought one over and said, would you like to try this? I definitely would. Um, I'm not sure that you need to spend like, like I'm here's like, I'm kind of interested to see what a singer or Guntherized 308 might be kind of, but owning a 328, I I also already know it's not really going to be that great. (laughs) Well, but I think. If they can make it great, what I think is exciting about this stuff is, if there's a car that when you saw it as a kid or you see it just the exterior of it, you go like you go wow, and you're and you're like that car has all the possibilities. I bet it's amazing. And then if you talk to someone and they go, actually, it doesn't do this. Well, I know. Well. I owned a DeLorean. Just, remember exactly. So think of DeLorean. So if if they can take one of these and make it wow you from the driver's seat as well, I think that's fun. Kind of like the gun, the Gunther works or the Singer sure, stuff. Sure, you know? but I think that the reason the DeLorean was so disappointing and the reason that it would be hard to bring a 308 up to that level, you know, for Ferrari to bring the 308 up to that level, they had to turn the engine the other way. You know, they couldn't, they didn't do it with the with a transverse motor. They, 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 they went longitudinal right. to get that done. And... I just, I, I just don't like you know the things that made it so hard to improve the DeLorean. Knowing what I know about three twenty eights now, I think it would be very hard to improve. You know, really hard to to improve it in a, in the ways that would result in a well rounded product and not something that looked great in an Instagram post and on a spec sheet. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I'd love to try it. I don't want to impugn someone's work before even seeing. I learned about this 30 seconds ago, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Drews wants suggestions for a fast luxury sedan. 
had a BMW 750 and a 2011 Genesis. No CTSV. Uh, thinking C-Class, Kia, Stinger, GT, or another Genesis. 40K and ownable out of warranty. Genesis G70. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. That G70, car drives great. Yeah, the, the six-cylinder is excellent. Is, yeah, really nice. Yes, I had a, I really enjoyed that. I would recommend. I might. I don't know if it's under forty. It's like in in the forties with the six-cylinder and and the all-wheel drive or whatever. But uh, it's it's in that range. That's that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, although the new C-Class does look nice, I might. I'm interested in trying one. Trent. Uh, wants to know our thoughts on the uh, Lambo- Lamborghini Technomar. That's the uh, the Lamborghini co-branded uh, yacht. It's like a sixty-three foot boat with four thousand. Oh, right. We looked at this once. Uh, mm-hmm. Four thousand horsepower. Oh uh, yeah, it's like a fast cruiser. It has four Lamborghini uh, details on it. There's like uh, you know hexagons everywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Aventador in this styling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's four thousand horsepower. I mean, yeah, but like my dad's boat is eighteen hundred horsepower. That's thirty-two. It's not <laughs> like you know what I mean. And that's a forty-eight foot boat. This is a sixty-three foot boat. So four thousand horsepower is like yeah, it's a lot. But like, it depends on how slippery it is. Right. I mean, this boat. Don't, it, this boat probably does like forty-five or fifty, which for a sixty-three foot boat is fucking quick. Can you look up the top speed of that? The top speed of this. Uh, of this boat. Let's see what it actually does. Oh, wow. 70 miles an hour. Sweet. 60 knots. Yeah, thing's fucking ripping. Cruising speed, 46 miles an hour. Yeah, it's very nice. I mean, that's 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 cool. I'm not that into the co-branded boats where it's the AMG one or the Aston Martin one because typically it's styling cues. I, this doesn't have Lamborghini engines, does it? I don't believe it does. Uh... At one point, Lamborghini made marine engines. They had, there was marine versions of the Diablo engines, which were fucking crazy. And there's one on a stand at uh, at Lambo. This just like this looks like it's a little more you know styled, mm-hmm. styled. But it does look cool. It does. Wouldn't kick it out of bed. It'd be fun. I saw Wally yesterday in Marina Del Rey. It was fire. You ever see a Wally Power? Google Wally Power one one eight. It's like a like some James Bond shit. Crazy looking boat. Whoa. Yeah, it looks like a like a F one seventeen like stealth fighter. Oh my god. I saw one fucking rooster tailing back from like Malibu into Marina del Rey. Wow. Yeah, this it's crazy. is yeah, James Bond. It's like it would just be a scene where he's just going from one place to another mm-hmm. and you're like, What's that boat? They don't even talk about it. It's just a exposition scene. But they're on this thing. Yeah. Super sick, wow. right? Yeah. Uh, what else we got? That's a good shot of it. <clears throat> Wesley says, "What? it's my first time going to SEMA this year. Any advice or tips? Don't get COVID. Wear comfortable shoes. Yep. You will walk eight miles yeah. that day. You will. Yep. Comfortable shoes. Um, drink. Lots of water. Mm-hmm. Lots of water. Um you know, and if you really have to get work done during the day, try not to get too shit housed at night because it'll be fucking brutal. Um, and uh, eat lots of food from the Far East. Chinese, Thai, Vietnamese, Vegas has the best of that shit. Go off the strip. Yeah. Eat uh, local. Lotus of Siam? Right? They have a second called? location now, Lotus of Siam. Yeah. Night Market has a Vegas location as well. Um, let's see. 
Siwa says, does a 1990 Acura Legend four-door automatic have a chance of becoming desirable to enthusiasts? Thoughts comparing it to an LS400. Well, it's no LS400. It was not a Mercedes S-Class No, it's a tarted-up uh, Accord, fundamentally. You're not an S-Class, you're a tarted-up Accord. No, look, the Legend was a good car. I learned to drive stick on an 80s Legend six-speed, uh, or five-speed, I think. And it was, it was, was and, and they made a, a fine-quality product. And I think, a, don't, like, if you were to check recent prices, like, really, really mint, you know, Legends probably are desirable to enthusiasts. A six-cylinder manual with low miles and great mm -hmm. shape would probably bring a shockingly high dollar value. Yeah. A six-speed manual coupe in mint condition would bring a ton of money. Um, same thing for Lexuses. And, LS, and your average LS400 with a million miles on it doesn't fucking do anything for anybody. But the nicest one around is, is worth some money. I mean, it's not like... But it's not like... We're all of a sudden going to wake up tomorrow and go, hold on a minute, you guys. We have been sleeping on the legend. We know about the legend. Mm -hmm. The really nice ones will be desirable as collectible cars. The less desirable ones will be remembered for being somewhat durable used cars. And the other ones will go in the fucking junk pile. Right. Yeah. Andrew says, word on Blackwing press cars. The Blackwing press launch is happening right now. Haven't you followed anyone's Instagram, Andrew? Every automotive journalist ever is at the Blackwing press launch right now. We didn't get an invite. I don't know if that's because I was really not happy with their last batch of cars, but or because they know that we'd rather just have a car here than go fly somewhere and uh, They're drive They're launching it VIR, right? Are they at VIR? It's a VIR, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where GM powertrain performance guys really like to go. Um, but I, I will, as soon as a press car is available in Los Angeles, I'm, I am excited to have a go. I am. Um, thank you for your donation, Bartek. Uh, Cam Martin wants to know, um, updates on my cars. Uh, the Countach we just did. The Ferrari is perfectly fine. And the Safari, as of yesterday, sold. Sold it! It's gone. It's going. It's going to be on a truck. Official announcement. Yeah. You heard it here, folk. Heard it here first, folks. As you should. It's gone. It's, uh, or it's going. We, uh, we will miss it. And I'm, the reason I'm selling it is not because it is a bad car, not because there's anything wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. It operates exactly as it's supposed to operate. You know what doesn't operate the way it's supposed to operate, Zach? Hmm. My knees. My bad fucking knees. And I just have three old cars all of which have um, heavy clutches. <laughs> this one has the heaviest clutch. And, um, you know, it just, it's uh, over the last uh, few months has been slowly driven, you know, kind of less and less. Mm -hmm. And uh, here, here even, even when you own a huge car storage place like this, if a car's not being driven, it, uh, it it takes up a lot of space, it takes up a lot of resources, it takes up a lot of time. And uh, let's be honest, the, the market's, uh, market's on fire for stuff like this. So I was able to uh, have a little come up and move on. And I'm sure you'll see that car. The person who is, who's buying it is not going to paint it. So you'll see it somewhere doing something, I'm sure. Um, and uh, I have other plans, which we have not. We will not discuss yet. But I have other plans. Mm -hmm. 
So there's that. I'm sure that's not what that person wanted to hear about that car, but you know what? That's why that's why we don't say forever about cars anymore. We like these cars. And then eventually, you know. If you've had the experience, and now you can go have a different experience. Yeah. Sure. I put uh, 6,400 miles on the Safari. Wow. That's more than I thought. Yeah. Wow. I put it's a bunch. Yeah. That's, How long have you had it? Three years? I got it in uh, end of 18. So, yeah, three years. So, you know, it's not bad. It's a pretty good run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sold it with 99,300 miles on it. Wow. Right yeah. before that big service at 100. No, I'm just kidding. You just said, I had you Marco just, build a 200,000-mile engine. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's good. Next, next person's getting a fucking winner. Um, they are. It's yeah. fun. Uh, young Cotter wants to know what was the the coffee drink uh, in the Soda Stream. Oh, uh, it was espresso. Uh, wait, what was it? Oh, wait, no, it's it was uh, cold brew, sparkling water, and the the coffee fruit syrup, but. You have to make the coffee fruit syrup. You got to find coffee fruit somewhere, which is like a dried. Uh, it looks like dried berries or dried flowers, kind of, and you you steep them and create a syrup. Um, the better one is the that the, they do at Minotti's is actually the espresso and tonic with the orange rind. That is uh, is very very nice. It was very very nice. Uh, oh, what'd you just do there? Oh, oh boy. Oh, we got a lot going on here. Yeah, five more. And then Okay, cool. Let's see. Live show at Coda for the F one race still happening. No idea. That 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 got sidelined. Was that <laughs> a thing? We... Yeah, we talked about doing the airstream thing or something. Uh, maybe maybe it can happen if we can find some funds mm, if okay. the guys want to do the thing, but we'll we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Uh, sorry, Jack Martin says, looking at a Pepsi Seiko to buy in the future, are there any models that are worth looking at for under 500? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, Seiko Turtles are between 350 and 500. You get a variety of different dial colors, bezel colors. I'm wearing a custom Seiko Turtle right now that would is called uh, by Pierre Dubay Watchworks in uh, Canada that uh, retails for around 600. But yeah, I mean, even if you're just go on Amazon and type in Seiko Turtle, you know, you can get a turtle for under five hundred for three to five hundred bucks. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Scouting for Zen is uh, browsing County Caliber and comparing Omega Speedmaster reduced to Seiko Presage chronographs. Uh, which would I buy? I like Speedmaster, but I don't buy them because they are not water resistant, and I get my hands wet very often. So I would probably ruin a Speedmaster. But uh, yeah, yeah, they're not water resistant. Your hand, like if it's not, you water probably resistant. won't ruin one just washing your hands. But I wouldn't shower with one. Um, whereas, like a lot of the other watches I like, including the Bremonts and the Rolexes and stuff like that, are water resistant with screw down crowns and, and whatnot. So um, that's just, but I understand. On the other hand, a lot of people love Speedmasters. JF wears a Speedmaster. A lot of people wear Speedmasters. I might get a Speedmaster eventually. Um, I don't like the reduced. Reduced means it's smaller. 
it's a little smaller size. Mm-hmm. But if you have a little wrist, like like uh, uh, Kristen, Kristen was wearing the reduced because she's like a little person, mm-hmm. and would and if she was wearing a full size, it would look ridiculous on her. So if you have a small wrist, the reduced is okay. But it's they're not really like my style, or they're not really my my. They don't match my practical needs. The Seiko Presage uh, is a really nice piece. Um, they come in a million different styles. I don't know which ones you're talking about, but but it's a it's a nice uh, a nice piece of hardware, and I think has some water resistance to it. Can't really go wrong there. Um, Michael Day wants to know why does the Chevy SS still sell for 35k and up for a car that never sold? They still list for insane amounts. Well, that's because they have a dedicated following, mm-hmm. and at the same time, they stopped kind of making them. Everyone else stopped making rear-wheel drive manual transmission stuff, too. So if you want a rear-wheel drive manual transmission car, your options are limited. Yeah. And there's very few options with an American V8 in it, let alone one as good as a Chevy small block. Yeah. There's just... just, I mean, there's the, not the a Pontiac lot of options. GA GXP still commands good money. Yeah, like, and they're ten it years be no old. No surprise, the SS is. Yeah. yeah, and the SS is just a nicer version of that. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, it shouldn't be that surprising. You can't you can't buy a better driving car, you know, with more practicality and features, and a manual right for less money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dimitri says. <laughs> His question actually can be answered by the previous one. Dimitri, uh, he says, BMW, Mercedes, or Audi for four-door sedan sportiness, overall reliability, sport driving, and daily driver feel. You should just get a Chevy SS because yeah. you put reliability in there. I mean, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't really want to own very, you know, with the exception of the older Mercedes or the older, like, I don't want to own any BMW, Audi, or Mercedes in between Two years old from now, uh, and uh, 2002. It needs to be before 2002 or brand new. Really? 2014, like C63 AMG? It seems so that. fun. Oh, I do. I mean, it'd be fun, but like, I don't want to f- pay to fix that if it goes wrong. Oh, definitely not. So I'm saying definitely, reliability. Yeah. Like, right. It's not this unreliable. It's that if little, like, I owned a Mercedes, you know, and a, a, the, a fan shroud, the cooling fan shroud broke. It's $1,100. Wow. It wasn't a special oh fan God. shroud, just a Mercedes fan shroud. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, Still plastic. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, this is a weird question because it's asking for three different things here. Reliability, sport, daily driving feel. Like, eh, I mean, I don't know. BMW's getting floaty. Audi right. has the and good. Expensive. Audi's got the good multimedia, and uh, Mercedes are probably the most fun to drive right now. Yeah, and they have very complicated multimedia systems. Right. So they reliability. I don't know. We don't follow reliability. We drive yeah, press look at cars. Consumer reports, honestly. Yeah, we drive press cars, and if they break on us, we tell you. But none of these will be problem free. I'm gonna go ahead and guess sure. that. But no, no. Is anything problem free? No. But there are things. The more com- the nicer the car is when it's new. Yeah. The more complicated it is. For we know sure. that. So, For more sure. variables. All right. That's what we got. That's what we got. We're uh, back tomorrow. Yeah. With Sir Serial and Cam and in Cam. the afternoon, mm-hmm. evening whiskey. Yep. Whiskey and bullshit. It's gonna be a whiskey and bullshit show. Talking about. 
We're driving the e-tron GT during the day tomorrow. So I hope there's a break in between the two. I hope. Sleep in the car on the way back. Yeah. You will. While I drive? Or I will while you drive. Or will Uber. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Uh, And shameless self-promotion rated is on Haggerty. And with new episodes up today about the Evora GT, Mm. in which I pronounce the name of the Amira wrong. And I also start a fight with the Hemsworth family. Cool. So check that out on Haggerty. They don't know. They probably never will. (laughs) They're busy. They might find out. Or they might find out. All right. That's our show. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you uh, tomorrow for the live show. If not, uh, catch us next time wherever you download podcasts. That's it. See you later.